Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor Jamie Miller. Good morning, everybody. Again, it's good to see you. Good to be together. Happy Easter. If you want to go ahead and open your Bibles, get rid of the last little bits of chains that are broken off of us (laughs) that are from Aaron's illustration earlier. Open your Bibles, if you would, to John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. We'll read that in just a moment. But I just want to go ahead and say, if you're watching right now, it is not an accident that you're here with us. And we just want to proclaim the hope the way, the, of our lives, that Jesus is the Lord, that he reigns, he's changed us, and we want you to know the joy and the hope and the love and the life and the grace and the peace and the blessing of knowing Jesus Christ. There's just, there's nothing like it. Today is Easter and around the world, the, just starting like maybe New Zealand or maybe there's some islands a little further. Since the dateline, we've been, our brothers and sisters around the world have been celebrating Easter. Just Jesus is raised from the dead. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the King. Just all what the way around the globe, just millions and millions upon millions of brothers and sisters. And we now at our time are just jumping in and saying, Lord, we love you. We are so thankful for you. We are thankful that you're alive. We join with the eyewitnesses of the early church who saw Jesus raised from the dead. They ate meals with him. It rocked their world. They were, they were running away and hiding, and then they saw the resurrected Lord, and most of them, many of them, gave their lives for this reality of knowing Jesus. You know? And so we join with the, the unbroken saints down through the centuries proclaiming that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is raised from the dead. And in our own unbroken witness, we also want to proclaim Jesus Christ is King. He's Lord. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Guys, there has never been an Easter like this one. I mean, just where it's almost like coronavirus is just kind of almost rubbing people's noses in the reality of death. You know, death is standing up on the tombstone and preaching right now. The reality of it. And it, it, it is a reality but that makes this Easter all the more special because Jesus Christ is victorious over death. <laughs> Great. Praise the Lord. Just where you're at in your home right now in this moment. Praise the Lord. There's none like him. He is the king and he is the Lord. It's great news what Jesus Christ has done for me, what he's done for you, what he's done for you, what he's done for the world. The resurrection of Jesus Christ changes everything. And that's what we're going to be talking about in these next few weeks here on Sunday mornings is that this changes everything. You know, we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus on a on Easter Sunday morning, but we're Easter people all the time. We're we're Easter people day in, day out, week in, week out. We've just been through Lent and now we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. But it's too much for just one Sunday. We're going to keep this thing going. We're going to talk about today the resurrection and the new day that he brings. But we're going to keep, you know, we're going to look a little bit at Mary, then the disciples on the road to Emmaus next week. We'll look at 
Thomas and the disciples and then Peter and and just kind of bring all of these resurrection stories together. And I'm excited about that. Sometimes, you know, we look around and we look at the world and we think, wow, things are messed up. Wars, rumors of wars, stressful politics, injustice, all of these different things that bring anxiety to us and wish, wow, is there a way for us to get a, just a fresh start? Just a fresh start in life, a fresh start altogether. And yes, there is. That's exactly, I, you know, sometimes I wake up and I think, man, I just need this to be a new day. God, I need your mercy today as fresh for me for today. And I was walking on this past Thursday and I was walking in, in our park, socially appropriate distance from everybody and uh, spatial distance. We're going to go for the spatial dis- uh, distance. That's better than social because it's actually social distance is actually kind of dehumanizing. God made us for social connection because he's the triune God, the relational God of love. And so um, that's just a little side there. But I was walking in the park and uh, looked down and there's chalk. You know, there's a lot of kids are doing a lot of chalk riding on the ground and and there was this, this chalk, and I think you can see it on your screens now, but I was walking along, and there was this message there, and it said the Jesus people are the Easter people. Wow. Why? With a big question mark. And I was like, okay, I think I just got some help on my sermon, <laughs> you know, because the Jesus people really are the Easter people. Why? We're the resurrection people. And about 50 feet down the sidewalk, it also said, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Put your faith in him right now. Kids are preaching is exactly right. It was awesome. Praise the Lord. So a good word. And so we are the resurrection people. And here's what we're doing. The, the main thing in a soundbite today is that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the beginning of a brand new day for his people and even for the world itself. So, new creation. Let's, let's read about this. Look in your Bibles there, John 20, verses 1 through 18. Let's read the text together. Father, bless the reading of your word in the name of Jesus. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. I'm sorry, I've got to just pause here because John is probably, it's like 90, 95 AD. He's an old guy, but he knows, he, this is one of the things he wants us to get is that Jesus loved him, you know, and he's remembering back on this. I mean, you think about the really big days in your life, like you remember the details about, I mean, this is, what, he's going to remember some stuff. No matter how old he is, he's going to remember this. So he's the one that Jesus loved. And he sa- said, they've taken, uh, this is Mary talking, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciples, disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Again, we look back on the glory days, right? <laughs> but he bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. 
The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from the Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, as she, wept she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head, the other at the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? And thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have him, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I'm returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I've seen the Lord. And she told them the things that he had said to her. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Lord, thank you for the witness, the eyewitness testimony of John. We love it. So here's what I want to do. I want to just, I want to give us, sometimes it helps to have the big picture. I just want to back up and not, and, and then we're going to come in a little tighter on this in just a minute on the, the Easter story. But first, let's just back up and see the big picture. And, uh, and, and then we'll I just want to make a, a point or two about this new day that we've entered into. But the big story is, is it runs from creation, and, and we talk about this a lot at Antioch-Fort Worth, but it runs from creation all the way, there's like a, a story, an arc, that runs all the way to new creation. And that story from creation, God made Adam and Eve, and they're in the garden, and walking with him in the cool of the evening, and, and but, but then they, they fall, they sin, they eat the fruit, they, they believe the lie of the enemy. And when they sin, death enters the world. Sin and death, and they give over their authority and control of this, this place that they were supposed to be stewards of to the enemy. And so that authority is given over. So sin and death and the devil and giving up authority, all those things happened in the tragic fall of man in the garden. But then God's not giving up. He comes to a, a, a pagan guy named Abram, and he says, I'm going to bless you, and through you and your family, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed, and it's going to touch the entire planet, the entire earth. Everyone's going to be blessed. But what Abraham's family ends up showing is that they're human, just like everybody else. The Jews, they're, they're human. They're, they, they sin, they blow it, they turn away from God. They do all this just stuff, just like we all do. We've all sinned. We've all blown it. We've all felt the pain of guilt and the shame of loss because of our sin. And so, praise God, he keeps sending prophets to the people saying, I'm going to send a Messiah. I'm going to send a king. He's going to be a king like King David. He's going to come, and he's going to die for the sins of the world. He's going to take on himself the, the pain and the misery and the sin of the world and bring redemption to everyone. And so Jesus comes, born of a virgin. 
Jesus comes to redeem. He comes as the king and he comes to redeem humanity. And everything gets focused on him. All the sin of the world. It's like it, the entire sin of the world gets focused down into this one person, this representative Israelite who, even though Israel couldn't do it themselves, one comes from Israel who does. He is the representative Israel, Israelite. He is the representative human. He's God in the flesh, and he represents God, but he also represents humanity because the creator becomes a man. And so he is like, he, not like, he is the mediator he, between God and man. And so what happens to him happens on behalf of everyone. And so when, when he ultimately dies that death, we die with him. When he's raised, we're raised with him. So, so let's keep going a little deeper into the story. Let's bring it down a bit to just the Easter week, the, the Holy Week. And if you remember last week, we talked about uh, the, the triumphal entry, Jesus coming and welcoming Jesus into our hearts and lives. And this triumphal procession is it's upside down from the way the world thinks. He's coming in on a donkey. Pilate's coming in from the other direction on a horse. And Jesus is proclaiming peace to the world. Part of Jesus' reign, we've talked about this a lot, but it's his kingdom has broken into this kingdom, this current, the future age is broken into the current age. And Jesus is bringing peace into our lives of turmoil and all of that. Uh, and he's, he's, he's turning that, that whole system upside down. He's turning religion upside down. So on Holy Monday, Jesus then comes. He, he'd gone back out to Bethany, but he comes back into Jerusalem on Monday. And he prophesies to the fig tree because it doesn't have fruit. Then he goes into the temple and does this prophetic act of turning over the tables and saying, I'm going to, this temple's going to be destroyed, but I'm going to rebuild it in three days. And so it's like, that's exactly what Jesus does with us as living stones. He rebuilds a temple. And so we are alive now as his temple people. On Holy Tuesday, Jesus does the Olivet, what is called the Olivet Discourse. And they're sitting on the Mount of Olives, but they're looking at the temple. And Jesus is prophesying with his disciples right there, the temple is going to be destroyed. And it's going to happen before this generation dies. And, I mean, talk about a dramatic, prophetic New Testament word. That's exactly what happens. Josephus records it. From February to August, in August, the temple is finally destroyed. From, from February, it's being a, a, Jerusalem's being attacked. And in August, the temple is completely destroyed. It happened. It's real part of history. On Wednesday, Jesus is anointed. Uh, for burial, the breaking the alabaster jar. On Thursday, it's called Monday Thursday because it's the mandate Thursday. It's, it's what we know as the Last Supper. They didn't call it the Last Supper then. They called it Passover. And they went and they ate and Jesus redefines Passover in terms of himself. From now on when you do this, think of me. Think of what I'm about to do tomorrow, which is, uh, and the reason Monday, Thursday, is, is it's because it means mandate. It means command. Love one another. I'm giving you a new command. Love one another as I have loved you. That, of course, brings us back to then Holy Friday, which is Good Friday in the, in the Holy Week. And Jesus dies 
there on the cross. And there, some of the themes that we were working through last week still get brought up again. Are you the king? Are you the king of the Jews? Yes, it's as you say, I am the king of the Jews. Well, well then, chief priests and, and leaders, here is your king. No, he's not our king. He, no, he's not our king. We have no king but Caesar. And then Pilate writes on there, the king of the Jews. On, and and, and, and the, the priests say, uh, don't just, he's not our king, but just say that he said that he was our king. So there's so much drama happening there. And then Jesus ultimately is led to the cross. And the cross, it would take, it, it's going to take eternity for us to fully unpack all that God did for us in Jesus' sacrifice for us on the cross. But I'm just going to give you a couple of handles. Jesus there won the victory over sin, over death, and over the devil. So sin, he, he, he won the victory over sin because his blood was shed for us so that we could have the forgiveness of sins. And it's not, the problem isn't just that we commit sins, it's that we keep committing sins. And so not only did Jesus achieve victory over sin because of forgiveness, praise God, but he also achieved victory over sin because he dealt with our sin factory. The, the old us was taken with him to the cross. Romans 6 covers all that. We know that our old self was crucified with him on the cross, that we died with him. That's what, that's what baptism is all about. Baptism is about connecting with that water in, in that watery baptism is, is all about connecting with his death and us are identifying with him, our union with him. And one of my regrets of, of having the coronavirus and us not being able to be together. I mean, last Easter we had 20 baptisms. But we're going to figure out a way to do baptisms again in this new, new era. We, you know, I was, we were talking with somebody the other night, and we were talking about fire hoses, just a, like a massive amount of water. And I know there's, a, there's like a, a line, where's the immersion thing, or are we doing a sprinkle? But I think if we got enough water, we can just walk people through, and it's coronavirus safe. Just, I'm casting vision right now. Because, because he's done that. He, we, we are united with him in death, but also, praise God, in life. And, and that's the thing. He won the victory over sin, but he won the victory over death. And that's what everybody fears so much. It, it's the fear of death. It's, it, it, it gets on people. And this is our hope. We're people of hope. We're Easter people. We're resurrection people. And not only did he win the victory over sin and death, but he won the victory over the devil. I mean, come on, he made a public spectacle. Colossians 2 says, made a spectacle of him, triumphing over him by the cross. So that authority that man, Adam and Eve, gave up in the garden, Jesus Christ grabbed it back from the devil. I mean, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And he has established that authority as a man as God, but also as a man, which is what God's intention was for us in the beginning, that humans would steward the authority of God on the earth, and that we'd partner with God on the earth. And so all of that's in the cross, but, but the love of God, I mean, I could just keep going, but the love of God, the focused love of God. You want to know what the love of God looks like? It looks like self-sacrificing, giving 
love that's agape expressed in the cross of Jesus Christ. I mean, praise the Lord. This is the center of our faith. And so now I can get to the resurrection and talk about the resurrection, which is this new day. It's resurrection day. There is a man now who's standing in God's victory. Unbroken victory. There's a man who's standing in God's authority. There is a man in heaven who's coming here again to bring us with him and to raise us. So this is our hope. It's not just that we leave here and we, we float around on clouds and stuff. We are going to be raised from the dead. And this is our hope. Paul says, if you don't, Christ is the first fruit of those who, are, who have been raised from the dead, and he's going to come and do it for us as well. We are resurrection people. We are, there's, we are love people. We are hope people. And God is making things right through the renewal of all things. He's not given up on us, and he's not given up on this planet. It's going to be completely renewed. It's, it's, it, there's going to be a, 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 a destroyed by fire, but it's going to be renewed. Our hope is for a new heavens and a new earth. You read the end of Revelation, and you see that heaven actually comes down and there's a new heaven and a new earth, and we are raised from the dead to live there, and God will be our God. He will wipe away every tear from eyes, and we will live with him forever. And I mean, this is good news. The authority that we express on the earth, the authority of heaven, is what God wants us to do and how he wants us to be living. And now Jesus, raised from the dead, says all authority in heaven, which is easy for us to understand, but he also says, all authority on earth is given to me. Now go and make disciples in this way. Baptize, immerse people into the reality of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. and Teach them to obey everything I've commanded. And I'm going to be with you always. That's good news. That's really good news. And so the church gets going there in Acts 2. And what do they preach? What do they preach? They preach the resurrection. You know, you killed him, but God raised him from the dead. He couldn't stay in the grave. God raised him from the dead. God, through the resurrection, has declared this Jesus whom you killed to be both Lord and King, both Lord and Messiah, both Lord and Christ. What do we do now? Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, for the forgiveness of sins. Receive the Holy Spirit. This gift is for you, and it's for many, 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 many us, generations, your children and their children's children. And their children's children. <laughs> Listen to the blessing, by the way, if you've not listened to it, and worship your heart out. I just got wrecked the other day because we, we just don't have as many worship times. I miss it. And I just popped it on. I was trying to write this sermon, hit that song, and just was undone, messed up. Kim came in the office, you know, my study, and I just was <laughs> just weeping. And I just, it's so good. We need it. We need thin places. We need places of worship where we meet with God. And so Peter's there preaching this. Jesus really is the Lord. He really is the Christ. And we are living in a time where the world needs this message where the world needs this hope, where the world needs this faith, where the world needs this love. The resurrection of Jesus Christ means that new creation has started. So getting back to the, you know, this Easter people from John 20, 
John is doing this on purpose. And I, I want everybody to see this. When it says early on the first day of the week, he's talking about a new creation. He's, he's alluding to a new creation. That's what he's doing in his gospel. Like when Genesis 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning, John's picking up on that same theme. In beginning was the word. It's, so it's, it's like a, he's doing a, a Genesis all over again. That's what this gospel is. It's about new creation. And so it's not surprising on the first day of the week. He says it again in, in the next section, on the evening of the first day of the week. But check this out. It's no surprise that Mary would call Jesus and mistake him for the gardener. For the gardener. Like God's walking, and not just in the cool of the day, but now in the cool of the morning. He, he's walking, and, and there's Jesus, and there's Mary, and then he sends her out. Uh, uh, sorry, I just got to say that. The apostle to the apostles. Mary. <laughs> I've seen the Lord. I've seen the Lord. He's raised from the dead and told him all the stuff that he'd said to her as well. We are Easter people, and like Mary, we are people of hope. We are people of devotion. You know, that's why she's there. She's devoted to him. She loves him. She's worshiping him. You know, and we are people of the new day. We are people of new creation. We are always people that are living. The way we say it a lot around here is, is signpost people, right? We're signpost people that point to the way things are going to be. We live to make things right because that's what God's doing. It's not okay that things are messed up and wrong. Jesus is making things right. And he's calling us into that same purpose. Praise the Lord. Can you remember what the new day first felt like in your own life? I, I can. I mean, even today, it's been 34 years. 34 years. But I can still remember seeing the Lord. You know? And, and it just rocked my world. I'd been around religion. I'd been around church. But there came a day when I met Jesus and it rocked my world. It was, it was my new day. New day. The new creation broke into me. I became, literally, I, I became a new creation, a new person. And today, if you can hear my voice, uh, put your faith in Jesus. There's, there's a trending thing right now. Um, has, yeah, yeah, Jesus changed my life. Jesus changed my life. And just people giving little one, two-minute testimonies. This is what my life was like. And I met Jesus and he changed my life. I mean, millions and millions of people down through all these years have been saying the same thing. I, I met Jesus, and he changed my life. I mean, you track the, the justice moves on planet Earth in the last 2,000 years, the health moves, the education moves, the, the making things right moves on planet Earth, and it's tied to Jesus working through his people. Jesus changed my life. This is, whoo, it's so good. You know, and I mean, even if you don't know all the answers with your friends, I want to just encourage you to all I know is witnessing. I mean, we bear witness to Jesus. I don't know all the, the thousands of reasons why you don't believe. But what I do know, all I know is Jesus changed my life. Jesus changed my life. This is what my life, I was dead and now I'm alive. I was blind, now I can see. I was lost, now I've been found. There's, I met Jesus and he changed everything. So I just want to ask a simple question as we wrap this up. Getting really close. But, you know, we're in this crisis right now, 
And I just want to ask you, what is going to be different on the other side of this crisis? What's going to be different post-COVID? Because we're going to get through this. We, we are going to get through this, and we're going to keep moving forward. But God is giving us this time to awaken us, to, that we would not be the same, that we would not be the same in our thinking, hearts, soul, lives, emotions, makeup, the way we look and approach life, the way we approach our friends and talk to people and have fellowship, community, and all the things that just even us as a church or us as a movement or us as the larger church in the body of Christ in our cities and, and in the world. What's going to be different? The reality of death forces us to consider the one who brings life and light and peace and hope to the whole world. I'll just, I want to finish with a little, just an invitation here. It's Easter, and I, you know, I suppose there's some people watching, and maybe you don't normally watch things like this, or maybe you don't normally come to church, but there's two groups of people, and there's one group that needs to start, or that wants to start a journey with Jesus, and there's another group that, that wants to renew the journey with Jesus. And so I just want to encourage you, if it's starting the journey, I mean, it just, it's, I mean, we would offer an opportunity to come and be baptized even. We can't do that right now, but, but I, I do want to encourage you, tell someone, if you're, if you're sensing, man, I want to follow, I want to know Jesus like he's talking about, then just, we're going to pray in a second, but tell someone, say, I, I want to do this. I've been thinking about it for a long time, but I want to do this. I want to start this journey with Jesus. And I want to encourage you, too, about renewing the journey with Jesus. Because, you know, I think for a lot of us, and I just touched on this, but it is an awakening time. To, to, there's things that need to go. There's things that need to get out of our lives. And God is wanting to bring faith, fresh hope, fresh love, fresh faith. And what would it mean for us to be this kind of an Easter people moving forward post-COVID? And the time to decide that is right now. And I pray, I'm hoping my desire and prayers is that every single one of us would not stay the same. That we would be changed. That we would receive salvation. That we would embrace salvation. We've been saved. We're being saved. And we will be saved. Wherever, just That process is going on all the time. And will you say yes to Him? He's the Lord. He's the Savior. He's the hope of the world. We are Jesus people, and we are Easter people. So let's bow for a word of prayer. And I just want to just, again, uh, if you've got a husband, wife, or a brother, sister, where you can just reach out and even just touch somebody, put place an appropriate hand on a shoulder or something, just, just for contact. We're so separated right now. We need just that touch. And just even as we're praying, Father, I, I pray for those that want to start the journey. There's just that big yes, yes in the mind and yes in the heart. And yes with a yes decision that's going to begin to change things. And Lord, this is a, it's a call to discipleship. And so Lord, I pray for those that would say, yes, I want to follow Jesus. I want to be a disciple. Lord, would you put that stake in the ground right now and empower them by your Spirit. Release your Spirit in their lives 
to say yes and to walk with you, to tell someone, to get into community, to join with us here or just wherever, whatever city they're in, and to find brothers and sisters to walk with. And Lord, for those who are saying, I want to renew the journey today, God, I pray for grace right now. Grace, grace, grace. The grace that's going to lead us on the other side of this and through this with hope and that we would be people that shine for you. We love you so much. We praise you, God. I thank you for how you're changing us. I thank you for this Easter Sunday. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right. So just want to encourage you guys. Thank you so much for pressing in just for for lives being changed. You know, who knows what God's going to do that he's started right now, putting seeds in your heart. They're going to change your life and just begin to take shape and just grow into this wonderful, green, verdant, uh, life-giving, life-changing, life-impacting uh, thing for God, a life that's that, that way for God. So, um, you know, I want to encourage you to, we're going to be here next week online. I want to encourage you to join us again. And I want to just finish with a blessing. And so just might even stand up and put your hands out. We kind of act like we're catching a beach ball. So may the Lord bless you today. May he keep you. May his face shine upon you. May your children be blessed. May you be blessed and generations be blessed because of the word that you're believing right now. You are Easter people. You are resurrection people. You are people that are expressing new creation. So let's go do it in Jesus' mighty name. Your kingdom people be blessed. Amen. Amen.